Who is it? It's me, Dustin. I got the presents. Leave it on the desk and get the hell out of here. All right, Gliza, but what about my podcast? What podcast? The one you said you'd record with me? That a fact? When did I say I'd do that? On Twitter the other day, I asked you to join me to talk about Home Sweet Home Alone, the new Home Alone sequel on Disney+. Plus. I'll tell you what I'm going to do for you, Dustin. I'm going to give you to the count of ten to get this show started, or I'm going to pull out some harsh sound effects to make you sound like some horrible stuff is going down. All right, Gliza, j just hold on there. I, I, I think the theme is starting now. One, two, ten. Let's start the chat, you filthy animal. <laughs> <laughs> So much TV to be seen, and you can't match status quo. Just sit back and relax, my friend, cause we're gonna watch a show. Dustin can watch. Welcome to Dustin Can Watch, where Christmas is in the air. Christmas, Today Christmas. I have with me Galiza of Classical Adventures for One Podcast, among many other online ventures. <laughs> That's true. How are you doing today, Galiza? I am doing great. Um, there's so many things going on uh, this past few weeks, but I am super happy to be here, super happy to talk about Christmas because I'm a very much a Christmas baby. I love everything Christmas. The minute Halloween ends, it's Christmas time, baby, for me. So that is my... My Christmas is my favorite holiday, basically. <laughs> well, it's just perfect. There's a bunch of new Christmas movies are coming out this year. And yes. um, um, usually during Christmas, what I do, um, well, before Christmas, what I do is watch uh, all the Muppet movies. And mm. then on Christmas, I end with, you know, the the Muppet Christmas movie or Muppet Christmas where, Carol. Yeah, Christmas Carol. That's the one. Um, <laughs> but I always, always start with Muppet Treasure Island. That's the the first movie I start, and then I just go through all the other Muppet movies until it's uh, the Christmas Carol one. Just please be like, tell me one of those is Muppets Take Manhattan. Of course, all of the Muppets, basically oh. all of the Muppets I watch, uh, even the old old ones, um, and you know the new ones. But basically, it has to start with Muppet Treasure Island, and it ends with Christmas Carol. I've also added the new movie that just came out, um, the one where Gonzo goes into a horror house. Um, oh, oh, Muppets um, Haunted Mansion. Yes, I just added that on my list. I have a whole <laughs> list to go through. And it starts in like the minute October ends, it starts for all of my Muppet watching. <laughs> so so Christmas is a Muppet holiday for you, apparently. Yes, yes, that is how okay. I celebrate it. That's how I, I, I know a lot of people watch Christmas movies, but I mean, for me, it's just Muppets. I, I do enjoy watching the Muppets during Christmas season up until. <laughs> well, yeah, I just like, I don't know if you saw on my Twitter that I just rewatched uh, a Muppet family Christmas for the first time in like wow. a few decades. And I had to watch it on YouTube, but still mm -hmm. it was a, uh, it was a really fun thing to watch again. I hadn't seen it right. in so long. And it was kind of like one of the very first meta things that came out, like a multiverse thing in a way. It's yeah. like the Muppet multiverse. If you think about exactly. it, it was all these different, you know, you had the Sesame Street, you got the regular Muppets, you got Sesame Street Muppets, you got the, the Fraggle Rock Muppets. Then you even had Jim Henson show up at one point. It was just yeah. really cool. That's what made it meta, obviously. But yeah, all these yeah. Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> Muppet puppets everywhere. Yeah. So, hey, I did I read that you became a reviewer recently, like officially? Uh, yeah. So um, the Geekly Grind is where I'm... Uh, where I'm at right now, where basically um, I explore different mangas that I haven't read before and basically review mangas. Um, I can also review, like, the basically I want to focus on reading mangas for now, but the website does has a lot of different things where I could uh, explore other media, but I'm, I'm decided, I've decided to focus on uh, mangas for now. And this is the first time I'm reviewing something 
where I have a lot more freedom because I reviewed in other places, but I have to follow templates. But when I got onto uh, the Geekly Grind, um, he just told me that I could do whatever I wanted and have a lot of freedom as long as I, you know, uh, I'm a regular reviewer. So I've decided that this, this is basically the first time I'm sort of published with my own freedom of writing however I want. So I'm really excited for it. And yeah, I'm, I'm an official part of the Geekly Grind now. A well, congratulations. Website. Thank you. That's so awesome. Yeah. And then you got the new uh, season of Classical Adventures for One. You're still working on that. Still working on that. Definitely a lot of the recording has been done. It's it's more of like scripting the, the research for um, Agatha Christie and... Honestly, when I first started uh, Classical Adventures for One, I had a lot of preparation going into it um, that I didn't realize that for season two, I had to do so much more preparation as well. Uh, so I, I'm still doing a lot of research, a lot of writing for it. Um, and But I am going through with it. I am not... Uh, I know it's taken a while, but I'm not leaving it behind because... I'm excited to see like where um, where this journey will take me with Agatha Christie and Poirot. It's 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 perfect. It's just you know doing this as a one person show where you know you're you're putting out all these research by yourself. It's it's it takes a, a while, especially since I'm doing other stuff too. I don't know if you've paid attention to like my Twitter as well. I'm like on streams of people on ttrpg i'm doing so many things oh you are i've noticed i'm like some of it I, i'm like i don't even know what that is but she's <laughs> she's busy as hell i can tell I, i'm like oh no i have so many things uh but yes um that is uh that is on the way i'm excited to give get that out to you guys and i'm you know and i want to thank you for including me in some of your stuff that you have coming up you know and uh for letting me you know even look through some of the stuff you've been writing as well so i really appreciate yeah. that. That, that i like the opportunity i like to read what goes on in other people's minds and of course especially of course. especially some of the scripted stuff you've been you've been thinking about coming out with so I, I really i'm really excited to see where you go with that you are definitely one of the very few people that has seen uh, my work for Nightmare Hunt, which I've, which I have been talking about in other people's streams and stuff, and have mm -hmm. talked about on Twitter. You are one of the um, my good friends that have read it, and I hope that it brings you as much excitement as it does me when I continue to write it and show it off because I really love this story and I really love. And I'm excited to bring it to people. <laughs> I think it's really cool. I, I like what you're exploring and I like all the different uh, characters and the, you know, the, the, the storylines, the ideas that you have coming out and just like the kind of the fantasy sci-fi ishness mm -hmm. of it all. And I think that's really neat. And I'm, I'm really interested to see where you go with it and see where, you know, everything well, takes you. off. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about it. If you want to check out more about Gliza, I'm going to put your info in the show notes, like I said. And so just be sure to look for it. Yeah. And also <laughs> at Classical Gliza, I'm very, very active on Twitter. On be Twitter. sure to check it out, people. Classical mm -hmm. Gliza. Okay. Well, today I have asked Gliza to join me uh, so we can dish all about Home Sweet Home Alone that just premiered on Disney Plus on Disney Plus Day. Yes. Um, this is more of a direct sequel to Home Alone 1 and 2, unlike right. the straight-to-video Home Alone 3 and 4. And it was written by SNL's Mikey Day and Streeter Seidel, who is an SNL staff writer and has done some on-screen stuff, too. Um, it stars Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt's Ellie Kemper and Rob Delaney, who Gliza should recognize as Peter from Deadpool 2, mustache yeah. guy. That's what I think of him as, his mustache guy. Yeah, he's just Peter. He's, um, <laughs> he's, yeah, average he's one Joe of my, Peter. <laughs> he's just average guy who's like, you, so you like cheer on, but yes, Peter from Deadpool. <laughs> well, Dude. Rob Delaney himself is just hilarious. I've read of a bunch of his tweets and whatnot, and he's also the narrator slash host of the weird mass dating show Sexy Beasts on Netflix. Oh, no, That's I didn't his voice. know that. Yes. So if you've ever watched it and you're wondering all these sarcastic comments, it's most likely him as well. I, I bet you some of it's wow. improvised. Yes. You need, a, you need to check it out if you haven't seen it. <laughs> but uh, the movie also stars Kenan Thompson from All mm -hmm. That and SNL. Yes. And the kid this time around 
is Archie Yates, and Archie mm. Yates was in Jojo Rabbit, which I have yet to see. But same. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I've been kind of, it's a Nazi thing. And I know it's supposed to be a comedy, but I'm like, I don't think Nazism's funny. But, you know, maybe I'll see it someday. I don't know. Yeah, I I haven't watched it either just because of the whole thing with the Nazis. But I heard it was really good. I just don't know if I'm ever going to watch it. I know. It's just one of those ones. It's like, maybe if it's on and I happen to catch it or somebody else is watching. I don't know. It's not one I'm, it's not one I'm seeking out. Exactly. So if you know what, if you think we should watch it, contact us on Twitter and make <laughs> your case. Liza, <laughs> you have to watch Jojo Rabbit for these very specific reasons. Yeah, I mean, I know Taika Waititi's it. in it. I know that, and that's great. But I want to know really why I should watch this. Exactly. So, so yeah, so Archie Yates is a British kid, and which is different around this time around. So that is true. Uh, yeah. But uh, before we go into the initial uh, setup. Liza, mm-hmm. before watching the movie, what were your expectations? So, um, honestly, I am one of those people that love remakes, love um, reboots, sequels, and all that. I am, I'm, I know a lot of people don't like that, but personally, for me, if I love something so much, I would love to have more content surrounding it. I, I do it, too. I'm, I'm willing to give people another chance to see their point right. of view of it. Right. And it's never like it's I know a lot of people say, oh, it's ruined this for me. And I'm like, did it did it really ruin Mulan for you? Or did you just like rewatch Mulan again? It doesn't ruin anything. It, you ruined my childhood. I'm like, your childhood like, already happened. <laughs> you yeah, can't ruin yeah, it in the unless past. Unless they traveled back in time and like kicked you in the nuts or something. Nobody ruined your childhood. You're fine. But basically, <laughs> like. I like I said, like I'm one of those that just love, love, loves reboots and sequels. So when I saw this coming, when I when I saw it happening, I was actually excited to, you know, see what they they're going to do with it. And I was excited to watch it, um, you know, so that was my yeah. feeling when I first saw it. I was kind of I mean, I was a little apprehensive. So like, please don't let it be like the straight to video ones. I mean, they were okay for video straight to video. They weren't great. Like the third one actually has Scarlett Johansson in it. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah. I she did, plays yeah. the sister. Um yeah. and I thought that was kind of cool when I looked back. I was like, hey, that's Scarjo. And uh yeah, I was really surprised at that. But you know, I really just wanted it to be I, I wanted to have the original home alone feel and Right. And like have have it to do in the same world. Cause like the the other ones, they didn't they had nothing to do with Kevin or the other like it had nothing to do with the home alone, the original. So right. having that having this world sort of happen in this yeah, it's loosely connected, but having it connected really is great. And I was really looking forward to that. I completely agree. Okay, let's. Um, I'm gonna kind of, I don't know, improvise a synopsis for this movie. And if you don't want spoilers, uh, I would stop listening. Because <laughs> listen, we're some talk- other time. Basically, pause Sorry, it guys, and watch we're gonna- the movie, <laughs> yes. and then come back. <laughs> we're gonna break this sucker down in the best and worst parts. I think. I mean, I'm not gonna get everything in in out, but uh, for the most part, yeah. So mm-hmm. basically, this movie starts off, and you're seeing the McKenzies, and it's Jeff and Pam McKenzie, and they are selling their house, and they seem apprehensive about it, especially Jeff. And you find out that Jeff lost his job, and she's a teacher, and they can't really afford the house anymore, and you kind of feel bad for them. And you know, Jeff's kind of bumbling; he's a little, he's kind of arrogant a little bit, but he's, you know, you kind of. You like him for the most part. You like them both mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah. But, you know, they're trying to sell their house. And Kenan Thompson is their real estate agent. And and the personal she, trainer. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get into that. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, and meanwhile, you see Max Mercer and his mother. They're, I don't know where they're driving home from. But they're driving home. And Max is kind of a, I don't want to say a typical kid. But he's, he's kind of a douchey little kid like actually he is a little a little bit i mean i mean i'm no kevin McAllister in the first home alones was you know kind of a little jerk as well at times but this kid kind of he's not as likable you know what i mean there's something mm-hmm. likable about kevin McAllister. you related to him and this one he's mm-hmm. just kind of being arrogant and he talks back and you know kind of talks down to his mom right and right. just all the time 
So, but all of a sudden he's like, I got to pee. And he's like, you put so much in this little boy's bladder, you know? And she's like, I don't, I can't, we were on the way home. So she sees an open house, which is the McKenzie's. And she goes, let's just pretend we're going to buy a house. So he goes in, they use the bathroom. He comes out of the bathroom and runs into Jeff McKenzie. Mm-hmm. And Jeff McKenzie is unloading stuff from their closet. And there's a box full of dolls, like, like all these antique dolls. And one of Creepy them is dolls. Like, yes. And one of his head is upside down. Like yeah. it was made that way. Yeah. And it's a little boy. And um, he's like, what the hell is that? You know? And he's like, oh, it's an antique. It was, I think it was his mother's. And he says, you know, no sentimental value, whatever. Right. And he picks it up. He goes, can you please put that back down? And Max wants a sugary drink that's on the, on the, right. you know, the soda. Cabinet. Yeah. I don't know if it's a soda, if it's an energy drink. I think it's an energy drink. Yeah. Goes, yeah it's I one don't of those think... colorful energy drink look- looking. Some kind of uh, fizzy thing. Yeah. Yeah. But um, then his mother, Max's mother comes up. She goes, oh, I remember this doll. This is worth a lot of money and blah, 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 blah. And uh, she kind of walks off. And then Max kind of, he's kind of insulting this guy. And it's his house, you know, and he calls him like Frankenstein's monster. You know, it's it's really horrible. And uh, so he, McKenzie, Jeff McKenzie kind of turns back and says, you can't have one of these sugary drinks. I don't think you need it. And and he just opens up one and drinks it right in front of him. Like, I got your drink. (laughs) And Max doesn't like that. So next thing you know, Max is looking down at the doll and it's like, hmm. And it cuts to a little bit later and you, you know, you're learning a little bit more about the McKenzie's. And like I said, mm-hmm. they're down on their luck and they need to sell this house and they don't want to tell their kids about it. And you feel mm-hmm. kind of bad for them, you know? Right. And so then that's when Jeff goes, hey, let me look at this doll. And he looks up the doll and it's over 200 grand. And it's oh, a lot right. of money. Like we could sell our, we could save this. So he goes straight to the closet and the doll is gone. And then he remembers about Max Mercer. And <laughs> what's funny is that he remembers because the mother tells her Max Merth- Mercer. And then he says her name right back to her. And I can't remember her name right at this moment. Like but it's Carol? Something like that. Um, I think so. I think you're right. Or it is Carol. It's Carol Mercer. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, he's like carol mercer like right back to he's like you know be nice or whatever and and so he's like i need to go get this damn doll so the next day they he goes over to the mercer's house and what we've seen the night before was that right you know pandemonium all up in that house kids are running all over the place just shooting nerf guns and all this, you know, going crazy, like crazy. Mm-hmm. And Max just doesn't like it at all. He's like, I need peace and quiet. And the mom won't pay attention to him. And she's trying to organize the flights to Japan. And they split them on two different flights. Right. And now they're, they're going to have to go on two separate Ubers. And he's just like, oh, whatever. He goes into the garage and sits in the car and starts watching some Looney Tunes mm-hmm. and falls asleep. And the next morning, they're all exiting and they're getting to their Uber. And that's when Jeff McKenzie shows up. And, oh, my God, can we just talk about the stupid father and how he's like, hey, what's our code to the house? Oh, it's 1112. Okay. And I'm going to put this key right here, you know. Underneath this. Underneath this plant. Like, it's like, what the hell? Shut up. And so you're rooting. I'm rooting for, you know, the McKenzie's, for Jeff McKenzie to get this damn doll. And he looks through the window. Yeah, he looks through the window and he sees the 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 uh, the jacket that Max was wearing, and he sees this big lump in the pockets. There it is. There's mm-hmm. the doll, and so he's uh, he kind of after kind of being mistaken for the Uber driver, and nobody's really paying attention to him, and they're just kind of all in their own little world. They all leave, and that's the second Uber that left, and Max is still asleep in the car in mm-hmm. the garage. So then Jeff uh, McKenzie decides he's going to go in, and he's going to. My goodness, he's gonna try to get into the house, and he's like, "I can't do this. Doll. I can't do this. I can't do this." And he leaves, and he's like, "I can't break into somebody's house." So eventually, he goes, and I guess he tells his wife. I don't think we ever see the scene where he actually tells his wife about the doll. I think he leaves a voicemail. So um, okay, he call like because that's what um, that scene stood out to me so much because of uh, the dean. <laughs> Um, from community, he was okay. the he was the conductor, and I love that guy, uh, the dean, uh, from community. So when I saw that, I was like, "Oh my god, it's the dean!" So that that whole scene <laughs> stood out for me. Um, he basically called and left a voicemail message, uh, and that's how basically she, uh, he told her everything. And they basically talked about it during that bell scene 
and where they sounded horrible. But <laughs> oh yeah, that's, that's how right. It was. I was so distracted about that damn the bells, <laughs> and I was like, I was paying attention. Are they going to keep up with this? And they're like, like a right, like a light bulb, you know, and like <laughs> randomly, and they were horrible, horrible. That's right. I forgot all about that scene. That's the reason why I didn't. It went over my head. I was paying attention to other things. There's too much going on. <laughs> so yeah, they're you know they're like, well, we need to go get that damn doll. So mm-hmm. they decide they're going to go over to the house and they're going to get this doll. Um, so at some point, you know, the alarm goes off. He puts in two, 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 one. It makes the alarm go off and, and trigger the police. Mm-hmm. And who should show up but a policeman? Buzz, Buzz McAllister from the original Home Alone. Buzz and, McAllister. Uh, he is so gross. He may even made him really much grosser. By the way, the McAllister alarm system was what they had, in which we come yeah. to find out later. I think that's what Kevin owns the, the security yeah. company. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, we learned about that. So they convince Buzz that this is actually our home, and, and my husband forgot our anniversary date, which is our passcode, and blah, 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 blah. And so he falls for it, you know? Yeah. And... <laughs> it's he's so not very silly. smart. So no, he's not. <laughs> so yeah, they end up going back home, and I think I'm not sure if this was the night, but his brother shows up a, a night early to spend mm-hmm. the holidays with him with his uh, son or, and his daughter and his wife, mm-hmm. and they they're just kind of they take the bed and they're kind of pushovers. The the McKenzies, yeah. especially yeah. Jeff, you know. Um, yeah. He keeps trying to like say I'm a um, I'm a techie, you know I'm a data migration manager, and you know, and they're like no one wants to hear about that, Jeff, you know. And then they make fun of his weight all the time, and especially when they're trying to hide the fact that they were going to sell the house from the kids right, when the, right. when Keenan Thompson comes over, yeah, and yeah. they're like, who is this guy? Oh, I'm his new personal trainer. We're going to get this flab off of him. No, <laughs> and <laughs> poor like, guy. What? I know it felt so bad for Jeff. He got the the butt end of everything. I think. <laughs> So, yeah, so they end up, you know, going over there and at night and they're going to try to break in and they get the alarm mm. wrong and everything. And when they're talking, he overhears them talking about how they want to steal the ugly boy. Yeah, the ugly and little they're boy. they're talking about the doll, the ugly little yeah. boy. They call him about the doll. He doesn't understand that. He thinks they're talking about him and that mm-hmm. they're going to kidnap him and sell him to some little old lady. The flashbacks like, was so weird. <laughs> it was so strange. And so he decides, I got to, you know, can protect myself. Mm-hmm. It's not about protecting his house, but protecting himself, which I get from his point of view. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the movie is showing us what's actually happening. And right. we do not like this kid, I think. Anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's unfortunate. For the most part. They, they chose. The, the, that's the problem, though, because like in the other two movies, I didn't care. Like, I thought it was hilarious because I didn't really care about the two robbers. And they were kind of jerks to Kevin. Right. But in this one, you're like, oh my gosh, like these poor people. They're just trying to, you know, like you feel bad for them. And at first, when I heard that, I was just like, oh, how can you feel bad about people trying to break into somebody's house? Because I haven't, I hadn't watched it when I was, when I was seeing people commenting about it. Uh, they were like, oh, I feel bad for the people breaking into the house. I'm like, you can't feel bad for people breaking into your house. You know, it's, but then I watched it and I was like, oh, yeah, I we feel got more bad of their for them. story. I, I feel bad for them. They should take this doll back. They should, um, you know, get it back from from this kid who is unfortunately a little too annoying for me. He is. And you don't really root for him. No. And they end up not getting in. And so, yeah, they decide they're going to come back Christmas Eve. And mm-hmm. after so much, they end up missing their daughter's concert and everything, which I yeah. thought, guys, don't leave. Don't leave right now. You know, they they overhear like, oh, my God, I forgot about that. They overhear this really weird uh, kind of a Google, I Google slash Alexa thing. Yeah. Homebot. And it's got a German accent. And they think that the little boy is staying with his German grandmother. (laughs) It's really strange. But uh, yeah. And so they're like, oh, my gosh, that must be the German grandmother because I see him in the back of the church. and, (laughs) And he's trying to take some toys from like the toy drive. And yeah. he's like, no, I'm a homeless. My parents left me, and no, you know, no, I think the 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 lady thought that he, uh, that his parents died. Yeah. He's like, oh, it's just me and Gooby. I'm like, who's Gooby again? <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, they go back that night, and that's when he completely wrecks them. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, so bad! Like, there's some yeah. horrible things he does to these people, especially yeah. with like the pool balls and and the icicles it's and not good. <laughs> And he wrecks the house. 
and you find out later that they had only moved in two months before. Yeah. And, you know, it, all big misunderstanding at some point. You, they they both kind of finally communicate and like we're looking for the doll he goes, doll i don't have your doll and the whole time he didn't even have it yeah and so like we made a big soda. mistake <laughs> and he goes i'm home by myself they're like oh my gosh and they kind of come to terms and like oh well then you need to come home with us we're really sorry this is all a big misunderstanding and he does turns out like the doll was in the, the house the, the whole little time bo- yeah the little boy yeah uh, his, nephew. his nephew his yeah. nephew had it and they, they save it and everything's going to be good and right as rain. The next day, the mom shows up at the house and takes, uh, I want to call him Kevin, but Max back yeah. and they had to explain the mess in the house, obviously. And then yeah. it jumps to a year later and their families are now chill and hanging out together and having Christmas dinner. So yeah. that's, that's pretty much a general synopsis. There's a lot more that goes on, obviously, but that's a general synopsis of what happens. It's crazy, crazy, yeah. crazy, crazy. The McKenzie's are obviously the good guys in this one just because yes. they don't want to lose their house. Yes, they are, which is, um, I know this sounds weird to say, it, but it's an unfortunate like storytelling because you want to root for the, the, the kid who was left alone because that's, that's the original point of the movie. But now you're rooting for the housebreakers who just want to save their home and, that is that is for me a drawback in the movie. Like I don't think mm-hmm. they, I don't think that was a good storytelling um, device of some sort. Yeah, yeah a good storytelling choice. Personally, yeah. for and me, it, if I wanted to watch this movie again, it yeah, didn't make I, me want to watch it. I found myself only really laughing at the parts where it was their own stupidity that did something to them, and not something that he did to them. You know what I yeah. mean? So when they did something or they said something funny, I laughed at at their expense because right, they were right. being dumb or something. And that made me laugh. But not when he was like, you know, trying to set them on fire or traumatizing you know, them, traumatizing. Oh, my goodness. And, <laughs> you know, poor, he did a lot the of the same, similar stuff that Kevin did, but not yeah. exactly. But wow, he was the evil villain in this one, I think. Pretty much. Even right. though he didn't know really what was going on, he was really ruthless it was yeah pretty damn bad that said all of that said what do you think were your favorite parts in this movie um my honestly um i know it's i know buzz is gross and whatever but my favorite parts were him calling back to the the original two movies like it happened twice um when like that that scene uh where he was uh he was asked to go visit the the place again that whole scene was a favorite of mine just because i loved the callbacks and i'm i'm a i'm just a sucker for like easter eggs and like callbacks like that so when that happened i was just like that's my favorite part this part right here where um the mcallister and then uh the cop called and that uh kevin mcallister owns the you know the the alarm system that was yeah that was just perfect for me that was my favorite part for sure yeah and he's like you know my my now i'm not answering that call i know this is a, <laughs> this is a prank my, co- my my brother kevin does it to me every year and i'm not going to that <laughs> house sniffer. <laughs> Trout sniffer. He's over here eating this like horrible looking hoagie or whatever. It's just dripping all over him. It's gross. It's so it's disgusting. disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I yeah, had... that was uh, that was perfect actually when that was called when that callback happened. Like every single callback to Easter egg that related to the to the original movies. Those were like just it was nice. Definitely like for me. That's I like that. I like that a lot. That's Home Alone to me. Yes. Yeah. That, that part makes it Home Alone. Okay. I can forgive this thing because you said this thing. <laughs> yeah. I like, and like you said, I loved Gavin, the real estate guy. Yes. Because you know, the whole pretending to be a fitness instructor and the fact that he showed up at the church and was trying to do it too in front of the kids. <laughs> so perfect. Oh, it yeah. It was so you know, scr- crazy. Uh, we, we, we gave you a bonus for the abs and thighs. I'm like, what are you doing? Selling chicken? That doesn't- <laughs> like you're selling body parts. <laughs> he sounds more like a pla- like a plastic surgeon. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. I don't get that. But, you yeah. know. Keenan Thompson is a national treasure, and I love he him. He is. And he's he still looks really, really young, too. Yeah. The man does not age. It's perfect. I really wish they would do some of his all that skits on SNL for uh, like some throwbacks. Yeah. I don't know if they can, but I think that'd be cool. Yeah. Like maybe the, you know, the, the French guy in the tub, you know, yeah. 
doing some really weird phrases that would that would i think that would still kill but yeah that's just me yeah um yeah i had some funny some of the quotes were funny like i said we need to get the ugly boy and sell him to some retold lady that did make me laugh i was like (laughs) he thinks they're talking about him and (laughs) yeah that was silly but then there was like the part where like pam ellie kemper she turns to Jeff and is like, you know, they're completely messed up at this point. And yeah. he's like, we need, maybe we should just go back home. And she's like, there is no going back. This is who we are now. <laughs> this is we who have we to are. fight him back. You know, we have to win against this kid. Oh my God. And one of my best parts, one of the best throwbacks was to angels with filthy souls. Yes. And it's sci-fi yes, remake. It's sci-fi. It's perfect. <laughs> And then, like, because they're watching it over at the McKenzie's, and mm-hmm. Jeff's asshat brother Hunter, who's played by oh, uh, I think Timothy Simons, he's like, "This is garbage. I don't know why they're always trying to remake the classics. Never <laughs> as good as the originals." <laughs> it's a typical situation that they've been putting in a lot of stuff lately. That's a it's, kind of a typical line. One of those things where they're like, "Just because you call it out does not make what you're doing right now better." You know what I mean? Like, yes. it's it's a common thing with Deadpool movies as well. So he's just like, oh, that's bad writing. And I'm like, honey, I love you. You're my favorite movie character. This is, this is, you're my favorite character of all time. But just because you said that that was lazy writing does not forgive the fact that it, that it was lazy, lazy writing. writing. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. And that, and that's where, okay, that's where I want to go to like some least favorite parts, really, because there's a um, lot of them, but. Honestly, we really kind of covered that, but we co- we did. Like, I just, I just, it's unfortunate for me that I didn't like the kid that much because I yes. loved Kevin. I loved Kevin so much that I was rooting for him. In and this then he case, learns life lessons and all these things. Yeah, and-, and he grows up and becomes better. I don't know if this kid grows up and becomes better. Maybe he does, but it's all off screen, and he doesn't really, you know. I, it's unfortunate, like, no fault of the child actor at all, of Archie Yates. It's not his fault. No. But I I didn't find him endearing. And that's no. unfortunate. You know, because one of the biggest things about Kevin is that he is endearing. And you feel bad for him. And he actually, like you said, grows to become a better person. Well, the whole thing was, like, in the beginning, Kevin wasn't being listened to. People were pinning things on him that weren't his fault. You know, and then Max is just kind of a talk back jerk, you know, the yeah. whole time. And you don't like, you know, they should have given him something that made you sympathize with him early yeah. on. And that way and you it, could have sympathized with both and you might have been okay. But right. they didn't do that. I don't know why. Yeah. And his biggest problem was he didn't get to play, you know, like nobody was letting him play his turn. And I'm like, that's fine. They're kids. Like you have other stuff that you can play with. Stop. Look at your house. Your house is huge. I'm pretty sure you have a different toy. If they're not letting you play, play something else. You're, you're like a rich kid. You have, you probably have like a million different consoles. You're fine. And we also didn't get to see him doing things alone a lot. Like we did with Kevin, like going to the store and learning how to be an adult and learning that maybe he really does need some people, his family in his life. And you know, he didn't, none of that happened. You didn't feel sorry for him that he was left alone. He was having fun. He, all, all he, all the, the, I think the only scene where he was just like, I'm lonely was when he was talking to the home bot in bed. And I'm like, that's, I guess it wasn't sad. Yeah, I mean, it, was, it was just kind of like, all right. It didn't tug my heart the way it did with Kevin when he was, you know, all alone by himself. And I wonder if they made that as a kind of a thing for like all the people who grew up with Home Alone to see things from the adults perspective. And maybe that's the reason why we're supposed to root for the adults this time around. I'm maybe. not sure. I don't maybe know. Maybe that was their purpose because they did show a lot of like that this family is just trying to not sell their house and you feel bad for them. So I can see if that's their goal. Um, and that's fine. I, I don't think I'd be rewatching this though, because I know it's just, I don't feel, I don't, I feel bad for the supposed antagonists and it's not that for me is not fun. <laughs> no, it's not. Like I remember I was watching with my mom and she just Dustin, this isn't funny. <laughs> and I'm like This is just this is this is torture. This is saw is what it is. 
Yeah, it is. It's like Saw for Christmas. I mean, it's bad. Or them. <laughs> Jingle Saw um, oh. instead of Jigsaw. No, anyway. But yeah, I mean, I mean, there was even like some obvious things. Like there was one part where they're trying to climb over the wall. Mm-hmm. And some of that was kind of funny. But then I knew I was like, there's going to be a fart joke. Here comes the fart joke. Yep, and then and I'm like, of course, of course. It, was, it wasn't when you were expecting it. It's not as funny. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, it's coming. It's coming. Here comes the fart joke, the cheap fart joke for the kids. And they do it all the time now. I'm like, quit with yeah. the fart jokes, God. They're not funny. They're not funny. It's just not. Yeah. Don't try to get a laugh from the kids because it's you want it. You want the adults to like it because then they're going to be watching it over and over. Exactly. You know, that's what I think. But I will say once I got over the wall and he got stuck in the dollhouse and, you know, and then they they, they climb and they start opening up the back door and it ends up being a, a completely different family. It's a, it's a completely different race. <laughs> so, reading the night before Christmas and they're like, oh, my God. And nobody notices them standing in the door. And they're like, let's just sneak out. Just and <laughs> then they get stuck in the damn pool. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that kind of stuff was funny because that was their own stupidity, I thought. Right. Was, you know. Um, like you said, it's it's when they're doing it to themselves that it's funny. When Max is doing it, it's not funny. It feels really, really bad. Yes. it's And it's cruel. Right. You know, it's just plain cruel. Like, some of it was really, like, oh, man, like, went on the stairs with all the different, like, fl- the flour, the sugar, the butter. Oh my gosh! And he sh- he sawed off the you know the the, the railing. Yeah. The, um. What do you call it? What do you call the, those? I think it's just called the railing. <laughs> the railing posts. You know, whatever. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he saw that. I'm like, that's your house. You're destroying your house. <laughs> I mean, your parents will be back. <laughs> I mean, don't you realize this? And I mean, he. I think I think he knew that th- they were in Tokyo. Like with Kevin, I think that's another thing. With Kevin, he didn't know where they went. He just thought that they disappeared. But mm-hmm. with this one. I made my family disappear. Yeah. Yeah. With this one, he just like, yeah, I got left alone. I know they're in Tokyo right now. That kind of thing. Which I think sort of like, I don't know. It just lost that charm for me. It makes him a, a sociopath. <laughs> He's like, I mean, call your mom. Like find her like my goodness call the police call somebody do you not know anyone i mean exactly like the 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 thing that made um the made kevin believable the home alone believable it's just it's impossible to happen now Mm -hmm. because kids right now they have the ability to contact a lot of people that even if they're left alone it's just internet in general yeah yeah like are you saying that you block the internet? This is, this is, how old is he here? He can totally get past your blockers. Like, that's just, like, he has video game. No, don't, no. That was definitely, um, it took me out a little bit from mm-hmm. caring about It was about sloppy Max. writing, and it was definitely, yeah. when you watch it, it's definitely a TV movie. Yeah. That's yeah. what I call a TV movie. I hate when I go see a movie in the theater, and you're like, this should have been on TV. Yeah. It's Where not I could good pause enough to it be... and just get and get up. Like this is not enough for me to stay in my seat and eat popcorn and wait. Kind of movie. Yeah, that was like kind of like I, I was saying this earlier today to some friends. I I saw the movie Four Christmases with Vince Vaughn and right. Uh, um, what's her, what's her name? Uh, why is her name escaping me? It's Ryan Phillippe's ex wife. Um, uh, I know this. I know this. I know this. What? Uh, Witherspoon. Uh, Reese Witherspoon. I was going to say Renee Zellweger. I was like, no, no, it's an R name. Reese Witherspoon and Vince Vaughn. Four Christmases. Hate that movie with a passion. Oh, really? I went and saw that in the theater and I was like, okay. And watching it, okay. And I don't really care about this movie. And this was pretty bad. And all right. Then I hated it so much. I blocked it out of my mind because like a couple years later, I ended up renting it. So oh, no. let's watch this. And okay. And I, I was like, I've never seen came, this movie before. And it all came it back. All, I was like, I hate this movie. This is so stupid. It's not even funny. It's obvious humor and everything was just, I didn't care about them as a couple. I didn't care anything. I just, oh, this is horrible. So it's kind of like, I was like, this should have just been on Lifetime or, yeah. or something like that. And it was, it was pretty bad. But 
I don't know. I mean, they were trying something. I see what they were trying to do. Yeah. And some of it was it was it was really hit and miss, really right. hit and miss. I think it depends on like what they were trying to do. Like, were they trying to reach out to the kids and did the kids enjoy it? Because it's obviously a very kid movie. It's not much with the adults, I don't think. So I don't know if I like the messaging that it gave to kids. Um, but again, it's maybe we're not the target audience and maybe that's why we didn't enjoy it. Maybe the target audience what like is not us and that's why, you know. If the target audience was just kids, maybe then I could see it. But I really think it's Home Alone. You have a legacy of appealing right. to the entire family, not just the kids, you know. So they it was a really it was a swing and a miss as far as mm. that goes. You know, if yeah. you're going to do a sequel to something like that, it needs to be in that same realm, I would believe, and not just be like, hey, let's do some fart jokes. And hey, let's make, you know, this kid really hurt some adults. But even yeah. though the, the adults have a really sad storyline, but let's not care about that. Like, what? I don't understand. Don't make me care about it. Don't make me care about these uh, people if you're going to destroy them. Like, you know, it's 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 for storytelling, basically. It like, is. like, I understand, like, oh, you know, you care about the villain and whatever. But this is not they're not villains, basically. Like, they're not villains. They're they're just people that flawed people that are trying to save their house. And to do this to them makes the kid just unappealing yeah and i think that everything was geared towards you're supposed to feel bad for these people and not yeah unfortunately i mean you can't write that and not realize that's what you're writing i mean yeah (laughs) you just can't that said i want to go into this small little debate snowmageddon or snowpocalypse snowmageddon snowmageddon for you snowmageddon for me it just flows like snowpocalypse is okay. It almost sounds like nopocalypse in a way. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't sound as smooth as snowmageddon. That's just <laughs> me. I like the flow of snowmageddon. She says with a smile. <laughs> snowmageddon. Snowpocalypse is just like no apocalypse, which is, you know, not really something scary. It almost sounds like you're saying it's no apocalypse. Yeah. It's not a it's not an apocalypse. You're fine. Snowmageddon. It's like, oh my gosh, snow Armageddon. A giant snowball is headed towards Earth. Exactly. (laughs) So Snowmageddon. Snowmageddon for me. Okay, I can get down with that. I can get down (laughs) with that. What were you uh what were you choosing? I I think I would go with Snowmageddon as well. I think after your (laughs) argument now, yeah. Yeah. In case you're wondering what we're talking about, it's something that Jeff McKenzie and his brother end up oh. like debating throughout the movie. Um, one more thing. I do not like Jeff's brother. No. Jeff, Jeff's brother is just horrible. Well, we're supposed to not like him because we're supposed to feel sorry for Jeff. <laughs> but like, I hate it. I will the say bro- they missed opportunity for Jeff to like come into his own and like tell his brother off and really, right, you know what right, I mean? He didn't right. do it by the end. He just kind of was the I same feel person. Like that was that was missing. I feel like if we really wanted growth or whatever, or if we really want to feel satisfied, I wish Jeff told his brother off. Told his brother off or took his damn bed back. They exactly. made them sleep on the couch, the pull-out couch. Oh my gosh. Like, no, 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 no. This is my house, assholes. It was fall You're as long visiting. as it's- First of yeah. all, you're visiting out of like, like you, you come, it's so rude. Like the whole thing was rude. Um, you come too early uh, without any warning. You just show up and then in you, the middle of the night. Yeah. And you call like, it's just terrible. Like, and the way he treats his brother is like, oh, you should have a, you know, a secretary. I'm like, does this people look like they have secretary? Like, it's a whole thing. I, I did not enjoy um hunter and his wife and the awkward long walk from the car to the where she's walking in the heels and it's like okay all right that was very weird i didn't understand the purpose of that but you know i don't know it was um i didn't i didn't like the wife which is unfortunate because you know asian representation and all that i feel like they missed a couple of things that would have been great with a wife if they actually did her properly yeah they made her an airhead materialistic you know 
self-absorbed person. That's basically. <laughs> Which is, you know, it's it's unfortunate because there's already a lot of negative stereotypes with, um, you know, Asian wife white husband kind of thing mm-hmm. and i think they didn't do that properly i feel like that was not a good you know look and also just the jerky white guy like who has the asian wife you know it's like right thanks I, thanks for that guys it definitely rubbed me the wrong way when i was watching it i was just like oh i don't like this i don't <laughs> like this at all <laughs> no 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 not, no 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 So overall, the sequel, like we said, not going to watch it again. No, not going <laughs> to watch it again. Not gonna watch. Yeah. I ended up rating it a four on IMDb. I just gave it a four because there were a couple little laughable parts. I gave it some of that, but I was like, I don't, I don't usually go that low either. So that's pretty bad. Um, I don't really rate. Um, So I'm going to do out of five. I don't really rate movies just because I don't have places to rate them um i would give it personally a two out of five Mm -hmm. because there were some stuff that i really liked but there were more that i didn't like Mm -hmm. so uh two out of five because you know maybe i'm not the target audience but yeah there are things that made me go oh that's nice uh with it but i definitely wouldn't watch it again yeah. Yeah. Well, my, my four was out of 10. So that was pretty, right. <laughs> so, it was a 40% basically. Yeah. So <laughs> it I wasn't out of, out of five. <laughs> FYI. For me, it was for me as a, uh, cause I, I don't know like, you know, how many with IMDb or whatever. Um, yeah. I usually just do out of five ratings. So it's two for me. Okay. I can, I can, I, I agree with that, I guess. Cause that'd probably be around 40% if you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. 35, 40. Yeah, I usually like most things, but this was so all over the place that I don't. Yeah, I didn't really care. Um, you know, um, which is unfortunate I'm, because I really, really like Home Alone, and I like most of the cast. I just didn't like what they did with the movie. It's yeah, it stinks. Yeah. Oh well. Oh well. Oh, well. Go Better ahead and watch Rob Delaney on uh, Sexy Beasts. <laughs> Better luck again next time, I guess. Yeah, they're gonna reboot well, this some other time. I'm pretty sure. Oh, goodness. Uh, maybe they'll do a more justice. Maybe they'll just bring Macaulay Culkin back as Kevin. Yeah, as, he, as, as Kevin is or something. Maybe he <laughs> accidentally leaves his kid home alone. He's like, oh, my God, I can't believe I did it to my own kid. I did this to my own kid. No. Uh, that might actually be good. I could see that, you know. Yeah. And, yeah, he goes, don't be a little shit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're, don't be a little, well, you I might guess get you robbed. should know better. I should There's tell a you a story about what family. happened to me. <laughs> it sure runs in our family. And they need to make it to where it's not about robbers this time. Let's just make it to yeah. where something else is going on. I don't know. Yeah. You know, you want to see a kid fight robbers, but at the same time, what if they could fight somebody else? You know, yeah. What if it's like I didn't really watch the other two sequels, but I think one of the sequels was more of them, uh, more of the kid fighting like spies, international spies. I and don't really remember it. The though. third All one, I... there was like a microchip in a like a toy, and he ended up with the toy. It was like a toy truck, uh-huh. and they wanted it. So there was four of them coming after him, and yeah, it was pretty good. I liked it. I I thought it was decent. It wasn't great, you know, but it was definitely better than this one. So if you want to watch a a, a good sequel to Home Alone, besides the watch first that two, one. <laughs> watch that one. Don't watch this one. It's not very good. Nah. No. It's sad for me to say that, but yeah. it's not very good. No. <laughs> well, thank you, Gliza, for joining me and for watching this with me begrudgingly. But <laughs> I was excited to watch it. And then I was like, oh, OK. Wah, wah. Wah, wah. Go pop on some Muppets. I think it'll be fine. I really will. <laughs> they should do a Muppets Home Alone. That might be fun. Yes. Like just all Muppets Home Alone in like the same time, like 90s or whatever, where there was no cell phones, no internet. Yes, I would Waldorf be. Waldorf and Statler, uh, Statler, they could be the, the, the robbers, the old exactly. men. Exactly. Because you would um, not whoever, root for them. Whoever is in charge of the Muppets, please make a Muppet version of home alone if you're listening right now which i know you will be listen to this and talk to us about our idea for the muppet home alone oh, i burned movie. my hand oh 
Michael, oh my gosh. Um, I've got a blowtorch here. <laughs> wait, 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 before before we go, who would you cast as Kevin? Well, I mean, yeah, I, I guess he could be I... Robin, Kermit's nephew. Yeah, I feel like Robin would be best because I want Kermit and Miss Piggy as the parents. I want Miss Piggy to be the mom, like hundred percent. She has totally to totally self absorbed mom. mom. She Kermit's has like... to be the mom. She has, and he just she, all of a sudden he he jumps up in the in the, in the airplane seat. Robin. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Please reach that, out to us. We have a, such a good plan for the. Like you can have like Gonzo and Fozzie being like the uncle and maybe the Buzz character. Oh my gosh, I, I would love to watch that. I would Muppets love Home to Alone. Watch Let's a do Muppets it. Muppets Home Alone. Please reach we out need more to Muppet Dustin and I. Fair. I want. Muppet Home Alone. Please thank you. This is <laughs> this is a million dollar idea. You will not fail with this. Thank you very much. Hire me and Gliza to write it. We will do it. Justice. I will I will write it and it will be beautiful. <laughs> Once this episode comes out, we're gonna have to have a thread about that. Who would be who? What would be, you know, that'd be great. We should do that. Totally. Yes. Thank you again, Gliza. I appreciate no problem. it. <laughs> Don't forget to follow Gliza at uh classical. What was it? I'm sorry. At Classical, Classical Gliza. <laughs> at Classical Gliza blah, on Twitter. And you can also find her links for her other ventures on my show notes. And if you want to contact me on Twitter, I'm at Dustin underscore Holden or on Instagram at Dustin can read. You can also get me on email at Dustin can read pod at gmail.com or even a five star review on any platform yeah. that you're on. Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, any of those things. Good pods. That would be awesome. And thank you again. Happy holidays to everybody. And Dustin and Gliza out. Happy holidays. Dustin can watch. So I haven't left uh, my chair since... 1 30 p.m pacific standard time and it is now 6 p.m pacific uh, i hope standard you have time. a built-in toilet <laughs> <laughs>